This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 166 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. We are. Where we get to talk about a race that we did live. Yes, it is so nice to see these coming back. And we're still on the search for some races across the country but yes. i'm you know bigger events but yes. i'm really glad to see smaller events and regional events starting to come back so some have been cool. recommended to us by our runcation nation and fellow podcasters and we are currently seeing what our calendar and our finances will allow yeah i think that we may have some announcements coming up in the next uh week or so i think that in our very high-powered meetings at the Runny Drink Podcast Towers. Right. That so we have super been secret debating this issue in the boardroom, and yeah, there's ha- been you know a lot of dry erase board mapping, slamming of hands on conference room tables, rolling up of dress shirt sleeves, uh, loosening of ties. Absolutely, and and maybe a workplace drinking like on Mad Men. Well, there's Ooh. definitely some of that, but. If the workplace is the house, that is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we, we should have some announcements yeah. coming very soon regarding some travel races that are going to give us a chance to get outside of the Florida bubble. Yay. So, Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, assuming everything goes well and based on what's been happening for the last 18 months, what could possibly go wrong? So that's why we really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I shouldn't have even uttered that sentence. What could possibly go wrong? Now, see? And you just doubled you down on it. have just done it. You I, have screwed us. I did it. Totally. You really did it. So you had already done it, so what's the point? What's the point? That, yeah. We're really hopeful. We are seeing some great stuff. You guys have been sending us some tips on races. Yes, and uh, we'll let you know, because it's, fingers crossed, things are looking good. Yeah. But, so we're going to be talking about a local race. We are. That we did. Live. And in person. Yeah. And there may even be photographic and videographic proof of that. Uh huh. <laughs> For sure. And then we're going to be talking about some local food and beverage that's from. Actually, we spread ourselves out across Southwest Florida for this episode. We did. And we're going to be talking about a local food truck that kind of pops up. Food truck in quotations there isn't actually a, a four-wheeled vehicle but they do food pop-ups right and, and they're at farmers markets and farmers like markets that. yeah 
breweries mm-hmm. and we happened to catch them at a local brewery mm-hmm. in well local relatively local in southwest florida yes i believe we were down towards the estero Benita springs area. area yes indeed we were and we happened upon wandering roots the vegan food vendor food pop-up and in all honesty, it was social media that drove us there. It was. We've seen <laughs> to, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen them at a number of events at local breweries and farmers markets, and we've been eyeballing their food and the watching it. The and, photos. And looking at what's actually coming out when people were serving. And we're like, oh, we got to try them sometime. We got to try them sometime. And they developed like, quite a following. And we finally just said, yeah, we're going down to get, to, to get these guys. So we yeah. made the drive so we can let you know, was it worth it? Mm. Stay tuned to find out. And then we traveled even further south. Boy, did we. That's what you do when you get a new truck that gets like half the gas mileage of your former car. You find the places furthest away that you've ever driven and drive there. That's what we did. Well, it's like breaking the vehicle in. Oh. Isn't it? Sure. Or not. I I just laugh. You know, last year we joked about the fact that we had our big meeting and we planned the year and then 2020 happened. So we apologize (laughs) to all of humanity. We do. We broke the universe. It was bad. And then this year I buy a new Jeep and I yeah, I think, what's wrong with you? I think the ink dried on the sales contract and the pipeline shut down in the southeastern United States. What is wrong with you? Clearly, it's all your fault. I should just stay home mm-hmm. because, and we shouldn't have meetings or make plans. This nope. is why we can't have nice things. But yeah, so <laughs> we ended up stretching the jeep's legs a little bit, taking it all the way to Fun. Naples. Naples from us. to. Anchorlab Brewing Company. And what a, uh, I can't wait to get into that one. I, I want to talk a lot about the space as well as the beers. Yeah. I think we got a lot to talk about on this week's episode. Yeah. But before we get into that, I, we haven't done this in a while. We haven't really checked in with you mm. to find out how therapy and training are going. You talk a little bit about it on the coffee chats for those that are getting the opportunity to join you with and are becoming part of your regular hashtag coffee crew. I am finishing up physical therapy, the traditional sessions. Mm -hmm. And so my physical therapist, Kristen, and I are formulating a plan for me to continue to get stronger and the exercises I need to do at home and at the gym to start to see progress beyond the progress that we've made together. So advanced self independent study Mm -hmm. as it were. Yes. Very nice. Yes. I'm, I'm doing all the yoga. I'm doing the swimming and I just, it's a slow road well, i'm seeing the improvement though yeah but you haven't you just haven't given everybody a good update uh recently that's why i figured i'd say hey update us on that Let you me know. know i'm out there with you on your 5k couch to 5k easy 5k from lolo fit whatever people mm-hmm. are using that's what you're using the lolo fit easy 5k jeff galloway program yes but so i'm out there with you and 
I don't quite do the intervals that you do. I'm slower, but I'm trying to come back a little bit. Well, I know you're being really cognizant of your gait mm-hmm. and not trying to favor one side over the other. Yeah. I know that was a big focus when I had to hang out with your hashtag therapies, mm-hmm. she was very big on not letting me favor one side. Yeah. So we've talked about that in the exercises that I need to do to maintain fitness, both on the right and the left. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on all that. And this may not be the year that I try a marathon. <laughs> the year I try an ultra this may not be, and, and it may not be next year. I don't know, but I'm going to focus on shorter distances and focus on strengthening and and see if I can get myself back there in the right way. Yeah, you've been really intense on, of course, doing your therapy, and I've noticed you doing a lot more yoga, mm-hmm. and you're like... I, I can see the laser beam focusing. Like I see you like going, okay, I'm about ready to, to kick it into high gear as far as like shredding and strengthening and doing those things. Like you guys would have to be around her when she gets like that. When she does, it's like, she's a beast, an absolute Aww. beast. And not in a good way. Let's I mean, hope that I can be come one. The Yes. I don't know. Take the compliment. Just Josh needs to come up with a hashtag of well, some sort. I'm sure we can get Josh to, to <laughs> the executive producer in charge of hashtags. hashtags one of our up, patrons, Josh. To come up with a an appropriate so. hashtag for you being a beast. Yeah. But, I appreciate that. Yeah. How's your 5K program? I've been really happy seeing that some people are doing it on, on replay. Yeah. yeah I, I know that. Since we do it on Eastern time, that's not going to be for everybody, of course. But getting the chance to do it has been really a lot of fun. We've had a lot of people jump in. Especially on Saturday mornings, I feel. More than I expected. And that's great. I Trust me, I don't recommend waking up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday to most people. I'm doing that. I'm heading to work usually. I do it for you all. I'm yeah. there. I'm there for you guys. No, the it's been really cool because uh, we've gotten a lot of people dropping messages in in the Facebook feed mm-hmm. after the fact, on YouTube after the fact, shooting us messages. So that's been really nice to see. Or and, posting in Instagram stories too, like one of our patrons, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're more, Amy's all over Instagram. I am, to this yeah. day, I barely can start the Instagram live. Really? really? Come on. That is not true. What do I ever post on Instagram? You posted a picture of your Jeep. On my personal page, and there was no decal, no hashtag. Not like I'm, I'm learning. Okay. So, okay. Fine. Yeah. But I'm just not good at it. But the right. but I love the fact that people are doing that. And I, I have actually had a, a friend reach out and say, "Hey, I'm looking at starting up a 5K." And I said, "Well, you're reaching out just the right time." And I said, "We're just a couple of weeks into this. Why don't you jump in?" And uh, I, th- I think that he's going to. But I did have some people say, "Oh, these are really short running segments," right. and and I don't know. That's really too short. And, I, and what I've said the whole time is. Please don't think that you've got to A, do it with me at the exact time or do it exactly like me. If you've got an interval that works for you, if this is just enough to maybe give you something to listen to while you're running, something to listen to to get you out there moving, 
do it. That's fine. I went with the, or I've stuck with so far, the five-second run, 25-second walk Mm -hmm. segments because I wanted to come up with the slowest, easiest segment we could do and still hit that 16-minute-a-mile target. Yeah. And those that might be coming late to the party, why the 16 minutes a mile? Disney races, which we are going to be doing the Disney Virtual Series over the summer, are typically sweeping people slower than 16 minutes a mile. And while the 5Ks don't have balloon ladies and sweepers and all that, they're more of a fun run, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, I think, on Saturday. Mm. I, I want people to have that sense of... All right, if I could do 16 minutes a mile for a 5K, I bet I could do it for a 10K. Mm. And we're going to start there and build from there. And I think that I may incorporate doing this, do this program along with me, or I'm going to do this and show you Mm -hmm. type thing going forward. So I might do the 10K program next, or I might do the faster 5K program. Oh, yeah, you'll tell me how you're going to do. Well, that's depending on what people might be more interested in. And then as we start to see some of these races come back, hopefully we'll see some people go, well, I've done it along with you on social media. I decided to try it out because we know a lot of our listeners weren't runners first. They came to us as foodies or as travelers or people that just, you know, liked hanging out with a couple of goofballs during the pandemic Yeah, and then took a liking to the show. Yeah. So. Which we appreciate. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think people are, you talked to, about run Disney, the virtual series over the week, over the summer that we're going to do. I think lately with all of the announcements and shifting and things as of the recording of this podcast, the episode, we're seeing a lot of runners say, Oh, look what's happening. Look at the guidelines and guidance. Could that mean a run Disney live event. Right. There's there is some speculation out there all over the running groups and all over the Disney groups as well. Yeah, and even the Will Run For folks in their podcast this past week. I am still going to probably default to being a little more pessimistic. I am also not as hopeful. I would rather expect the worst, hope for the best, and that way I'm not disappointed. Exactly. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. In fact, if you're listening to this recording on Tuesday, it'll be tonight when I do the next week four, day one. Yes. So we're at the halfway point of this eight-week program. Mm -hmm. So join us uh, for that if you're Mm -hmm. listening. And if you're listening after this drops on Tuesday, go back and check out some of the runs and jump in on the next one. Yeah. I'm doing those every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Mm -hmm. weather permitting here, of course. Oh, yeah. Because we just entered rainy season here in Florida. Welcome. (laughs) And then Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern. Mm. So let's talk about a race that we actually did that's in person. Yeah, we're flashing back to it, if you will. We've talked training. Let's talk real running. And... Is this the shortest race we've ever registered for? I think it's it, it's not the shortest distance we've ever done at a race, but it's the shortest 
official race really? distance. I believe that we bailed out of the zombie 5K. We did a mile there, didn't did we? Did we do a whole didn't mile? Didn't we actually get a mile done? This predates the podcast. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. We, we, did, a, we did a zombie race in, outside of Atlanta. When those were big and, and the day of... The, a monster summer storm or winter storm ripped through. Gosh, we didn't even know if they were going to have the event at and, all and they really shouldn't have had the event and it what was because it was slated, like ankle deep mud yeah what was slated to be a a simple trail like run with some mild obstacles turned into a and some 3.1 mile slog through georgia red clay mud in freezing rain it was I freezing could rain. Not, i could not do it yeah i could not at that time i was battling plantar fasciitis really badly and I was battling the desire not to be in ankle deep mud. And you just couldn't, you couldn't run. It was very much like you were a zombie <laughs> trying to get your ankle out of the mud. And then as soon as you stepped, you were fighting it again. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So, so I don't know. We might have gotten to a mile, but maybe not. Cause we both just looked at each other and said, Oh, mm, we're not doing this. Let's go back to our hotel in Trader Vic's. We we had we were also registered for an upcoming race. I believe it was another Disney race, and we said we could try to finish this and take a good chance on blowing out an Injuring. ankle, or yeah. we could you know cut our losses and then go enjoy the next race. So meh. so we did. Yeah, but no, this was I, I believe our first one mile race we've ever registered for yes and that was the distance and it was called the downtown dash and it was held in downtown fort myers beautiful downtown fort myers mm -hmm. and this is a race event that's put on by the lee county florida bar association so it also benefits the YMCA of Fort Myers. Yeah. So. And it was hosted and organized in collaboration with the Fort Myers Track Club. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yes. I knew that because of the arch. Mm -hmm. They had their arch up for the start-finish yeah. line. Yeah. And this was, I think, one of the easiest races to get to park get to the line basically we drove there you had registered ahead of time yes and there was no packet pickup preceding the event it and was, i didn't realize that it was on-site pickup but what made it really smooth was packet pickup and the start of the race the whole center where everything began was right next to the parking deck where you parked for the race. Yeah, this is literally in the heart. Par parking of, garage. Yep. Yeah. The municipal parking garage is right there. And directly across from the parking garage is the federal courthouse. The packet pickup was literally on the sidewalk of the federal courthouse in downtown Fort Myers. Super easy. And so that we could park the car, grab our packets and then if there was anything that we didn't want to actually run with from the packet we could put it in the car prior to the race starting. which we did basically yeah. ran the packets back up to the car and boom done yeah and there was pre-race warming up by local fitness instructors which was, was actually getting a lot of participants yeah that was nice to see and there were and that was a high school band a little bit further past the start yes and there were dots on the ground so that when people actually physically started to line up, you would, if you wanted to physically distance, then you knew where to stand. 
and yeah. kind of space space out to make everybody feel comfortable, which is good. Yeah. And this basically was a half mile out, half mile back. It took you right mm-hmm. down. I want to say that was a first street that we ran right down, which yeah. takes you right through the heart of the downtown entertainment district in I Fort Myers, that. Florida. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, I absolutely loved that portion of the run, the first part of it. Yes, it was challenging terrain because it was brick and cobblestone kind of street. Yeah, that section of downtown Fort Myers is uh, old brick roads. But at the same time, a lot of the restaurants, you could see like the, the new Mexican and Italian and burger places and, and barbecue. There's a whole mecca of, like you said, entertainment and everybody was out there taking advantage of that outdoor seating because the weather was good. Oh, yeah. And so we had a built-in audience slash cheer squad. We did. And it was nice to see the restaurant patrons embracing that mm-hmm. because the race is relatively short. And it was a Friday night, so it was good. There was a good chance that they would be populated. I think that was all on purpose, yeah. too. Because I think it's a great idea. Get you down there. Come do your race. It's a quick half mile out and back. You can do it as fast or slow as you want. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, while you're down here, come on and hang out. Have a margarita. Cabo's Cantina. (laughs) Have a burger. (laughs) Yeah, we ran right past, I think, uh, Mason's. Ford's Garage. Oh, Mason's Lobster. Lobster, which we've had on the show. Yes. Ford's Garage, which we haven't had on the show, but is a very popular spot in downtown. Mm -hmm. And... What I also liked about it was there were some people out there doing live music and some art installations advertising the Fort Myers Mm -hmm. art walk and music walks that they have. Mm -hmm. So that that first part of the run was really great. And it turned out to be the last part of the run as well. Yes. So once we rounded, we made a left-hand turn off that street. Then we got... to more scenic parts of the route by the water. Yes. And also some of the more historic or older buildings and some of the newer restaurants that are on the water as well. Yeah, we you really got a nice mix of old and new downtown Fort Myers. Yeah. When you're running right down First Street, some of those are older, more established places. Of course, the roads themselves are very old and mm-hmm. and almost historic in, in and of themselves. Then as we made that turn, like you said, heading towards the Fort Myers waterfront in, yes. in downtown, you know, you've got some of those classic buildings there, which are just great to see. And we make another turn heading, like you said, towards some of the waterfront dining, mm. which is a local spot that we just went to recently. Mm-hmm. Oxbow. Oxbow. Very nice. Which is connected to a brand new hotel in downtown Fort Myers the called. The And the Oxbow is, was our point of turnaround. Which I liked. I thought that was good. They basically take you like down their, their driveway mm-hmm. and then 
okay, you can turn around. You don't need to go all the way up to the building. Yeah. But you get a good view of the building. It's pretty. And it, yeah, they did a great job on it's that. It's really pretty. I remember what it used to look like. Mm-hmm. So seeing that refurbished and it's, yeah, just fantastic. And I think we'll talk about that food at some point. Oh, we must. Yes. At but some point. today is not that day. So then we run back out of their driveway towards the Luminary Hotel, which is also gorgeous. Mm. And pretty. Yeah. And then back down that same street where we began. Yeah. It's basically an out and back. And one of our friends, Dan Rams of the, yes. Cape of the Coral Running Group. Cape Coral Running Group was kind enough to take video of us coming in across the finish line. Which was very nice. I'll post that on uh, social media yeah. during the week so that people get to see that. So by the time we're all done, it was probably, truth be told, maybe like you were taking it nice and easy. So we were done in about 20 minutes. I 20, walked. 22 minutes. I walked the whole thing except for shuffling the last maybe tenth or two tenths of a mile. Yeah. Yeah. But what a great way to just come out, get the blood flowing. And then mm-hmm. if you wanted to literally do your accomplish... And then explore and indulge right afterwards. This is a great race where you could do that. You could, yes. You could have gone to any one of those awesome restaurants we saw. Some of the places we've had on the show, some that we haven't, some that are coming. Yes. Well, yeah, uh, I didn't even I didn't even allude to the fact that we were with an eye shot of the Firestone. Oh, that's so good too. So yeah, there's, we're giving you some, these are some Easter eggs and hints for stuff that's coming up on the show in coming weeks. We finished and it was not a race that featured finisher medals, but a finisher t-shirt. They did have a t-shirt. They did have a t-shirt. So it is the the t-shirt, not a complaint, just something to to note. The t-shirt was cotton and I am just anti-cotton when it comes to running in the shirt. Of course. Regardless of the distance. So I would just say be mindful of that. If you're coming down, if you're thinking about doing this run and you're going to make an evening of it, it's a cotton shirt. So if, if you're a sweater, if you're a person who sweats a lot, not if you're an actual sweater, <laughs> you may not want to wear that one and then go out in that shirt. Bring your best moisture wicking stuff with you because that, that time of year, the weather was great. Mm-hmm. For us, but people... You never know, though. People coming to this area may not be accustomed to the humidity. Yeah, you can never tell at that time of year. But all in all, I would do that again. It was fun. And then afterwards, they actually had a lot of snacks set up at the post-race. That was something that actually surprised me. They were really Mm well-prepared for the post-race. Yeah, bagels, bananas, water, yeah. For a one-miler. Yeah, it was I've actually we've actually done 5k's that didn't have that kind of a spread at the end. No. So, so well done Fort Myers Track Club. 100%. So mm. I, I again, I had no complaints about this race at all. And I would do it again. And what was the I think some of the funniest things for for me was to see some gentlemen running in suits. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think one of the photos that that you've got that might make its way either into social media or into the episode artwork is you posing with one of the guys. Yeah. And I, we were asking him, so is this like a specially made running suit? He's like, no, nope. nope, it's wool. <laughs> and it was warm enough that a wool suit would have been unpleasant to me. Power to him. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. But 
I think this race, mm-hmm. w- with what we talk about, accomplish, explore, and indulge, mm-hmm. if you're looking to come to Southwest Florida and you're, you know, hey, how can I justify it? Or if I'm going to come on this uh, on a, a weekend and this race is going on, should I do it? I think so. Uh, it's so much fun. The cost was like not really super expensive. So if we didn't live here, I could totally see come down here for the weekend, get a room at the Luminary Hotel. Mm-hmm. That puts you within walking distance of Oxbow, of of downtown Social House, of everything on First Street. Mm-hmm. Great bars, great restaurants. Mm-hmm. You're a very quick Uber ride or even a, a little longer walk to Millennial Brewing and Coastal Days Brewing. Sure. So you got some great options for for beverage. You got amazing food within walking distance. You do. And there's a couple of very good restaurants in that hotel, including uh, Dean Street Coffee Company. Oh, yeah. Which we are fans of. Love good coffee. So Mm. I I think that this would be a perfect light runcation race Mm -hmm. for somebody wanting to check out Southwest Florida. Yeah, like on a spring break, literally this time of year. Mm -hmm. So... Check it out. Mm-hmm. We will have a link to this race in the show notes. Of course. And keep an eye for when they set the date for next year. Because I, it is an annual thing. And we are going to be doing it. So if you can make it down here next year to do this one, run with us. Yeah. And then we'll go hang out in downtown Fort Myers. Sounds good to me. I love it. Yeah. I'm hungry. I know. All this talk of food, and I mentioned places that we're not going to talk about this week. No, and I know that it, those were great tips that you kind Sprinkled of in highlighted. But to your point at the beginning of the episode, we encompass all of Southwest Florida in this episode, the run in downtown Fort Myers, mm-hmm. and you have lots of options there. But we wanted to highlight a food vendor that is doing... Some great stuff for vegans and vegetarians. Yeah, and this is a play a food truck or food vendor yeah. that we actually first saw and right down the road from where this race took place. Millennial at Millennial Brewing. Brewing. Yeah, yeah. And Millennial is like I said, it's a little bit of a longer walk from that area where that Truth. race took place, but you could absolutely do it. Be about a ten or fifteen minute walk total. It is. They are a brewery that has no problem with hosting a street party. In fact, they don't really need much of an excuse other than the day ends in Y. Sure. And they might throw a party to celebrate that. Absolutely. But they've also hosted kind of festivals that celebrate, here's, let's have vegan brunch. Yes. And that's where we discovered Wandering Roots. Yes. And every time we go, it's one of those things. Which is the food vendor. And they always get multiple food trucks and food vendors there. Mm -hmm. So the problem that we have is that we, just the last couple of times we've gone there, we haven't had the chance to try them. Right. And we wanted to, because we're looking at the food coming out of there, or the the people are walking away with and hearing people talk about it. Looks good. It looks amazing. Yeah. And all the reviews have been great. Mm -hmm. So you were data mining social media data mining yeah you were you data know, mining. you're like the guy in the chair like he says on spider-man you're you were like like searching and scouring the internet for clues of places to go yes and i saw or your cyber i saw man. photos and the description of a philly 
of a vegan Philly that they were going to have as a, a part of their offerings, weekend offerings, and a gyro. And, and just to see the pictures, I wanted to get in the car and go find them. Well, when you said vegan Philly at first, I was like, you had my curiosity. And then when you said gyro, I said, you now have my attention. Mm-hmm. I love both. Yes. But I am really partial to a good gyro. The Philly had me interested because it was featuring local mushrooms from a mushroom farm, Stropharia, if I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. Strofa- yeah, Stropharia, Stropharia. Yes. Forgive me. <laughs> But it was just like, like Wandering Roots had just posted this picture of this endless like tray of mushrooms. And we are partial to mushrooms. And I love them. Yeah. I love them. We had Juliana Hever on the show. We talked about her mushroom dish. Oh, her yeah. kind of Thanksgiving-y mushroom dish with the cauliflower rice. And that was so comforting like home. Yeah, it's basically a, a creamy mushroom dish with uh, all the flavors of, of Thanksgiving. And then you add mm-hmm. in that cauliflower rice to give it uh, some chew. Oh. Yeah. The mushrooms are fantastic in that, but I can't, these mushrooms looked so good and so fresh and so inviting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, listen to this description, locally grown mushrooms, Sautéed onions and peppers, provolone cheese with a Z, mm-hmm. house-made horseradish, and a toasty roll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the gyro was described as using, and it's, I'm going to, see, I hear it, I'm going to default, like I'm going to be a good internet citizen Be this it's guy. called s-e-i-t-a-n that is the actual word for the type of protein pronounced satan not satan it's not the prince of darkness it is right. wheat gluten and this is a vegetarian protein yes uh, that's made from wheat it's a vegan it's I'm sorry, a vegan protein made from wheat, and it takes on the flavors, of course, with whatever you spice it with and typically whatever you cook it with. Mm. And it looks like, actually looks a lot like uh, gyro meat. The way it was prepared, it just looked spot on. It really did. So they make it with that uh, as the substitution or the substitute for gyro meat. It also has lettuce, tomato, sliced radish, cucumber, and a vegan tzatziki sauce Mm. served on a pita. Yum. Yeah. So, you had one, I had the other. Well, yes. And we also shared. Sharing is caring. You let me try yours, and I let you try mine. And I will tell you, the toasty roll held up to everything. And I don't, it was not typically mushrooms when you grill them, when you cook them, they can give off a lot of liquid or they can be, they could saturate the bread. Yes. Not so. This was, the roll was sturdy enough to hold up to all the ingredients and the mushrooms were done in such a way as they were meaty. They were meaty. 
Oh, yeah. Very substantial and flavorful. And sautéed onions and peppers on a grill top. You could actually, honestly, you could just give me a bowl of mushrooms, sautéed onions, and peppers. I would be happy. Seriously, I'd be fine with that. But then they had the the provolone cheese Mm -hmm. to give that consistency, that cheese consistency. Yeah, and that's a vegan cheese that they were doing. And here's, okay, now we've talked about it before. We talk about vegan and vegetarian options a lot because that we that weigh six days a week, but we're not trying to convert. But here's the secret. These folks were out at a brewery and you wouldn't miss the meat if you were wanting to grab a bite that day. And when I think what helps with that, the provolone cheese, Mm -hmm. having whether it's a nut based cheese Mm -hmm. or a coconut oil based cheese, whatever they choose to use. Having something that's got the the a good melt mm-hmm. consistency or a good pull if you're doing something like on a pizza, yeah, and uh, the the tartness and the sharpness, mm-hmm. or in this case, a little bit of the smokiness and the horseradish that the horseradish mayo it had a, a mayo a cross between a mayo and a sour cream consistency. Mm-hmm. The spice was not overwhelming. It was, you know how some horseradish, you could just like, when you get some of that, you just, you feel it in your nose and it makes your eyes tingle. I love that. I love that generally. A lot of people don't. I would say it wasn't that strong. It was still that layer of spice and flavor, like that hit, that kick, but it was not overwhelmingly so because you could still taste the waxiness of the peppers and the the consistency of that translucent onion and the mush the meaty mushroom flavor woodsy and, and then the buttery fluffy roll the bun i i just yes this was a winner i thought it was very good you let me have a bite and Honestly, I said, this is not, this is what I like. I think the best vegan dishes aren't the ones trying to pass themselves off as a meat dish. It's when they are going to do a vegetarian or vegan version of that. So this was not a, oh, this is a Philly that's trying to, or a, a mushroom Philly that's trying to be a regular Philly. This is a mushroom filly leaning into these delicious locally grown mushrooms Yes, that were like you said, meaty and juicy substantial. Yes. And everything worked on this. And yeah, I I love provolone. I love the flavor of it, whether it's the vegan version that we got here or the regular real provolone cheese. Mm -hmm. I didn't miss it. And, And I didn't feel like your dish in any way was lacking. No, not at all. And would have been perfectly fine to get two of those and be mm-hmm. done with it. And But would have been fine with that. How was the gyro? The gyro, this was my first time eating Satan. Satan. Not Satan. Again, not the Prince of Darkness. Say Say Tan. This is also called again wheat gluten protein. This is not this my is first time the pronunciation right now. <laughs> this is not my first time having a textured vegetable protein. TVP sure. products are getting more and more popular, mm-hmm. and they're figuring out ways to do them at, 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 commercially 
that mm-hmm. are more marketable and more flavorful and palatable for people True who enough. are looking for meatless alternatives. Yes. This one here, uh, what I liked was that the folks at Wandering Roots make their own. Yeah. And this is something you can make on your own. And they spiced it in such a way to really infuse some of the spice flavor profile of actual Greek gyro meat. Mm. Yeah. And a little bit of infusion of Mediterranean spices Mm. goes a long way. And pairing it with the crunchy lettuce, the ripe tomato, the, the radish was unexpected. I've never had radish ever on a on a gyro. But that adds punch though. It did and I think it was an interesting choice. I, I grew growing up the big thing for me when I would get a gyro at one of my favorite pizza places was sliced white onion mm. or diced white onion. That's not been cooked and that's like not a been raw, cooked raw. nice and raw. So that kind of reminded me of that, which mm. was nice. The cu- cucumber and the vegan tzatziki sauce, I think, was spot on. Mm-hmm. And then the pita. The pita is the first thing that I noticed actually on a gyro. This pita was perfect. I would hold this pita up, and apparently it's a vegan pita. I would hold this pita up to any pita I've had at any gyro truck or pizzeria that serves gyros anywhere. It was great. Nice and warmed. The seitan had a great texture. It's, is it perfect? No. It would not fool you. It's not going to fool you. But if I were to close my eyes and take a bite, it's very pleasant. The flavor-wise was very good. The vegan tzatziki, for me, was, if I had to say that there was a a part that might have been a little bit weaker... That might be the that might be the part. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Why were you expecting like cucumber in that or some kind of texture in there or No, I think what it is if you are a diehard for and, and I'm not actually complaining. I liked it, but there are some people like this this is going to be made out of like a vegan yogurt mm. as opposed to sour cream. So there is a little bit of a textural difference. And a little bit of a flavor difference. And it's just uh, something more to be mindful of. Again, not a complaint in any way, shape, or form. But yeah. just letting people know, hey, you're, this is a vegan take on a gyro. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit different. But that's okay. The whole is more than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. This thing comes together wonderfully. I That's the way it should be. I think you had a bite. I destroyed the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. I had no no complaints at excellent. all. Yeah. I'm just again, I'm just trying to give everybody kind of a fair it's like the difference between if you're having Greek yogurt versus say like a traditional like fruit on the bottom yogurt. Okay. The consistency is a little bit different, thicker. Yeah. Okay. And, and this tzatziki sauce was thicker. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really it. I think too. Yeah. What did you think of the flavor and texture? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought that the pita was hearty and held up to the ingredients. Like you said, I thought that the textures were spot on in in terms of what I would expect. And I, I don't, I, the radish gave it a tang and kind of a kick. And and so I, I liked it. I don't know. I might have liked the Philly better. 
of the two. I think yes, but I would get mine again. I would get both of them again. I would too. But I but I'm like I enjoy a Philly, and I'll do you one better. We kind of cyberstalk them. I joked about Amy being the the guy in the chair looking for him online. I would not only go get that dish again. I would cyberstalk this particular food truck mm-hmm. to go find out where they're at and seek them out again. Mm-hmm. I liked them that much. The yeah. fact that they're doing fresh ingredients, making their own seitan, they're doing these things to give you. This is a complete flavor profile of a gyro. And again, the biggest knock against it I could come up with is that the tzatziki was a little too thick. Which isn't really. That's not too bad. No. <laughs> so, it's not really a knock. Because I didn't. I, I thought they were both excellent dishes. They really were. So, so check them out. We're going to have a Wandering link. Wandering Roots. Do they have a website or are they just a Facebook page? Um, they have a Facebook page. All right. Well, so we're going to link to them in the show notes as well. For those of you coming to Southwest Florida, we're going to hopefully run into them really soon and see what else they've got to offer. Your eyeball on their Facebook right. page as we yeah. speak, uh, aren't you? There's the Euro. Ch- chili Dog. Chicken, parm, sando, Cali burger. Okay, see, I would totally, I would love to see their take on a chicken parm. Huh. So. And the photos look amazing. Yes. Right here. So, yes. yeah. So Check them out. Let's, Get down if here. You, if you're yeah. down here in the Southwest Florida area, again, if you're coming for a, a staycation, mm-hmm. if you're coming to the beaches of Fort Myers or Sanibel or Captiva, Wandering Roots might need to be a place that you wander by in your travels. I see what you did. See what I did there? I see what you did. And we're going to talk about drinks, but before we go on, we also want to say thank you to all of you who have been supporting us and allowing us to actually grow during <laughs> this global pandemic and yeah. the unpleasantness that we've been experiencing as a species. You guys have made it awesome for us. You've helped us grow so much your contribution as patrons each month you have helped us to continue to bring a great podcast in 2020 and in 2021 well we think it's pretty great and we're well hopefully hopefully you do too yeah hopefully you guys are liking the changes we've made we've improved the studio because of your help as we're hearing more about live races returning we are actually making plans i alluded to that at the top of the show and you guys in in your contributions each month are going to help us to be able to resume traveling and participating in these races and possibly have a meetup i can't wait for that yay at patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast we have three levels of monthly support two dollars five dollars and ten dollars each with their own special perks and amy is continuing to refine those and is still developing additional patronage levels yes. that we'll be announcing at some point in the not too patrons right now patrons get a special thank you message from us and insiders get a look behind the scenes get access to video footage and early access to interviews cooking demos exclusive tastings of our favorite food and beverage including bonus items that didn't necessarily make it into the show the show itself is always going to be free. We've said this before. We're going to say it again. Always going to be free. But if you want more content and you want to support us long-term, head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast or 
Podbean users. If you tap the reward button at the top of the Podbean app, you can become a patron. All of the same perks and sponsorship levels are right there in the Podbean app as well. As always, we want to say thank you to everyone in the Runcation Nation and a special thank you to our patrons who have supported and continue to support us here at the Running Drink Podcast. So let's talk beverages. Yes. We accomplished. We explored. Indulge. It's time. It is time. Yes. And we are indulging. We drove in the very gas-hungry Jeep, all the way down. <laughs> you just love that. No, <laughs> you love to emphasize that point. I'm just laughing at the fact that we get the Jeep literally and then the there's week a of, shortage. Week of the shortage. But we drove down to Naples. This is a place that we've been meaning to go for quite some time. We've been getting our friends, friends and, and patrons of the show, Nancy and John Bagliani. Yes, and been, also fellow podcasters, just a podcast in paradise. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah. urging us to get down there to Ancro Lab Brewing Company in Naples. And so we did it. Finally. Yay. And you know what? Right off, I love that, that it's situated. There's the brewery and right next door, there's a, a taco place. Yes. Although they do have on-site food trucks. Yes. But I just love the space. Yeah, this place has a, a neat look to it. The building looks a little bit like modern with a little bit of industrial to the facade. Mm. But then when you go around back to the back, and when you pull in the parking lot, yes. you've got this beautiful like covered or semi-covered seating area outside. Outdoors, yes with plants Mm -hmm. and one of the cutest fountains I've ever seen at a brewery. It's it's like a fountain wall there. It's all these taps and it's a fountain. It's water coming from the taps into a fountain. Yeah. It was such a creative bar. It looks like a, like a, the back of bar. It's such a creative and unique idea. I love it. I love the look of it Mm -hmm. and it just, it, it created a great environment as you're walking in. Then when you go in, You've got, you're kind of greeted immediately by the bar. Of course. Like that's right there. Yeah. They've got a little bit of seating off to the right from the door we walked in from the patio and that they had some table seating and also a sofa Mm -hmm. kind of tucked in the corner. Yeah. And then a rather large seating area to the left inside. Exactly. Yes. And there was no shortage of High tops and low tops, mm-hmm. which I liked. And the bar was pretty extensive too. And the yeah, bar you was could, pretty extensive, like an L-shaped bar. Yeah, you could sit on both legs of the L. Mm-hmm. And big televisions with their tap list. And one or two beers. <sighs> one or two. <laughs> one or two. There were flights. There were flights. Yeah. There were a lot of interesting beers, and mm-hmm. it was it was hard for us to decide. So each of us enjoyed a, a flight. Yes, it was quite a wide array of styles. It really was. And you discovered something looking at the beer at the beer descriptions. Oh, yeah. Like when you go to, and of course, naturally, we say this all the time, but we will link to their website and their tap list is up there on their website where the descriptions are. When you go to the tap list then you can see, okay, one of the first beers that I had in my flight was the AK squared lager, the Japanese rice lager. 
And when you see that, it's under their light section. They, they divide into light and hoppy and dark, different sections of beer. And there are multiple offerings in each category. So everybody can find something that works for them that they would want to try, I think. But the AK squared lager, the Japanese rice lager, which is 5.3% ABV, inside of this, they talk about, they discuss the water profile used in the brewing of the beer. So this might be the first brewery we've gone to where they've done this, where they are adjusting the water profile. And that means the mineral content and composition, the hardness. It's the first time I've ever seen it talked about in the description of the beer. Yeah. A lot of brewers that we've interviewed in the past have talked about water profiles having an impact on the beer brewing Mm -hmm. process, but this is the first time it's been written about in the description and the actual type of water that they are trying to replicate. And they're doing it for multiple, they're doing multiple water profiles yeah. for multiple beers. Yeah, like this, the Japanese rice lager originally brewed for the owner's wedding. This Japanese style lager is crisp and refreshing, which is according to their, on anchorlab.com on the description of the beer. It's a staff favorite. The Crispy Boy was created with Osaka, Japan's water profile. Fermented, then lagered for almost 100 days in the traditional way. Ultra light, easy drinking with hints of pear, green tea from the glorious Contessa hops. So... This is only the second, I I believe second, maybe third place that we've had a rice lager. Mm, I remember having H-O-B. H-O-B, yes, and, up there in Dunedin. And I'm a fan yeah. of this style. It was crisp. It was clean. It was, I, I, I thought this one in particular, when I took notes, it was like a sake finish and it was, it f- tasted lower or it felt lower in carbonation. So <sighs> approaching a wine? Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it, crisp and clean. Yeah, so good. You let me. She let me have a sip. Yeah. It's quite good. Yeah, I recommend that one. Yeah. So, what did you start with? I started with one that they they had recently had an anniversary, and they had an offering from their anniversary list that sounded really interesting. There, they have a, a core beer that they they do on tap is called Simplexity, and this is their Mexican lager. And it is typically a 5% ABV beer brewed with Vienna and Pilsner malt. I had this one on my flight. Oh, okay, excellent. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder no, too, no, too much. No, no, this is fine. But they said this one has flaked, as well as flaked corn, mm-hmm. northern brewery hops, lime peel, lime juice, and pink Himalayan salt. Yes. Custom water profile to create a crisp and refreshing beer, perfect for a hot Florida day. Yes. Pours a light golden color, flavors of a Mexican lager with the lime and touch of salt already in it. 5% ABV is the, the one that I had, the Simplexity. They also offered one called the P3. And that stands for passion fruit, pineapple, and peach that were added to the brewing process. That was maybe my favorite of the whole thing. We both loved this one. This one absolutely had all the lightness that they were talking about here just now. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about, recently we've talked about Mexican lagers. 
Mm-hmm. Well, with Cinco de Mayo. And yes. How could you not? It, this had all the lightness and crispness of an excellent Mexican lager, but it had those tropical fruit notes, the tartness of a passion fruit, which is a very tart fruit. Yeah. The sweetness of pineapple and the aroma of peach. Mm, it was, was so good. Phenomenal. And we tried to get a growler. We of were it, so sad. And they wouldn't sell us a growler. I mean, they, I totally they, get it. They would only keep this one on tap. Small yeah, we got batch, it. Anniversary special. Tried got to, it. Tried to schmooze our beer tender didn't to no work. avail. It didn't work. And I almost said, let's just stay for a pint because you never know. When we go back, it'll probably be gone. And it's already gone from their tap list. <sighs> this happens to me all the time. This happens with this happened with Scotty's beer works. This happens because we also travel. We used to travel the country. I know. You get you find something you really love in like Alaska, and you can't have it here. You can't have it here. Would you have to can't ship it again? here. Oh, but, but it was so good though. So I relish having the experience, and and I would have it even just to have it once. Yes, agreed. So good. What was your next one? I'll, I'll just like piggyback or piggyback do- on that dovetail one. or whatever you want to say in the transition. And the simplexity that you said that you talked about and you read the description of, mm-hmm. I had the 5% ABV, the Mexican lager. And it was crisp. It was clean. I felt like lime and salt were ever-present. But and did, did you find it to be really limey, really salty? No. I, it, they were subtle. I, I just think you could rim it with the salt. You could have lime. You could have a shot of tequila in there, something <laughs> like that. But no, on its own, I think it was very good. And Danny agrees. Yes, she does. Danny is nodding her head here in the studio. And, and we all know she likes beer. She loves beer. So. You've seen her on beer chat. She loves it. She begs for it. <laughs> she does. But yeah, I'll say that one it, in a nutshell Without the fruit notes that you discussed, right? That it was the the perfect description, and it it was just a nice light golden color, and I just I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, especially as we're heading into summer. They're absolutely I love right. Highly carbonated beer, light bodied, carbonated, slightly bready beers are great yeah. in hot weather. Okay. They really are. So that's what I'll say about that one. What did you have? I went a totally uh, different route and I got another one called Otto's Barn American. Otto's Barn. O T O apostrophe S. Amber Ale. And this is brewed with Maris Otter, mild, light, dark crystal, and roasted barley malts. This is. These guys get really into some exotic or interesting and diverse and different ingredients. Maris otter, mild, light, dark crystal, and roasted barley malts. Those are all different barley malts. Northern Brewer and Eastern Kent Golding Hops. Malty sweet aroma with notes of caramel, toffee, and raisins. Flavor is somewhat sweet, balanced by an appropriate bitterness and medium finish. Mm. I'm a big fan of amber ales. Yes. Love them. And Love them. this was nice and it's literally exactly what they're describing here. So you mm. get just these hints of caramel and toffee, a little bit of the like tart sweetness of a raisin. Mm. I just... I found it to be very pleasant, 
very drinkable, less carbonated than the uh, the Simplexity. Yes. And just a medium body. This would be a great burger beer. For me, where, ah. where the Simplexity is a pool beer or a lawnmower beer, this is a burger beer. The flavor would hold up nicely, would complement it really well. Just, I, I, you couldn't go wrong. 5.1% ABV, not going to weigh you down too much, and not going to knock you on your butt. Uh-huh. The one that I had in the multi-category, <laughs> since you're in the multi-category as well, I went for Fat Guy in a Little Oat. Fat Guy in a Little Oat. Oat. A stout, an oatmeal stout, which is eight and a half percent. So this one is on the upper end of ABV. And yeah, it is. This, what I like about this is that it highlights yet another water profile. And it says on their description, it says this unbelievably smooth imperial oatmeal stout is fantastic on nitro or regular good old CO2. So this is the first time I've seen something offered both ways at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just the lack of travel in the last 18 months <laughs> that I don't well, that remember. That hasn't helped things for but, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, offered it both ways and I took it on nitro. Because typically we love that smoothness on nitro that that provides. Brewed with Dublin, Ireland water profile and 13 different grains. Tastes of rich chocolate and coffee, even though no chocolate and no coffee added. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, it's true. Rich chocolate and coffee, very smooth, and a slight bitter finish, like you get when you eat dark chocolate. I love that. So, I enjoyed it very much. (sighs) Yeah, I I am a sucker for beers on nitro. I really am. And... (laughs) I just like that they offered it both ways. When she asked me that, when our beer tender asked me that, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, it's great to see that. Very much so. Now, but do you have one more, don't you? That you did. I have, I believe, two more. You have two more? Yes. Yeah. The first one is one that's called Recreational Vehicle. Okay recreational vehicle these names too and i don't have a i don't have the abv on this one but recreational vehicle did you find it yeah i can't i I I can't read okay i got you this is their belgian wit and you guys know me i love belgians and this one clocked in at five and a half percent abv and it says this refreshing belgian style wit is brewed with sweet orange peel and Mandarina Bavaria hops and finished with 84 pounds of Cara orange puree. Notes of citrus and pepper. This is, for those of you who maybe you're getting into craft beer, you're new to it, mm. maybe you like craft beer and all that, but you, you just want something that's a little more oomph for a little more flavor than, say, your typical Bud Light or what you might typically find with an American lager. This is more akin to a shock top or a blue moon. I really enjoy Belgian wit. I love the style. Like barrel amongst just knocks it out of the park. 
and so does Anchor Lab. Yeah, this for me is an elevated version of, like I said, a shock top or a blue moon. So you're going to get some similar flavors like that. The orange peel, the notes of citrus, the coriander, that the like they said, the pepperiness of the coriander seed in there, I think is just a great way for it to play on the on the citrus notes that you're getting from the 84 pounds of orange that they're dropping in there but I, would i get this one again absolutely this is another one great burger beer it's more of a medium body as opposed to a light body yeah but great flavor and just i loved it absolutely loved it they knocked that one out of the park do you have another one? or I, 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 I have on another one, but one. if you want to go again, you can. Uh, I, f- I finished off with the Passion Fruit Beer Mosa. And I think that was 6.9% ABV. Ooh. And really, it's not... I don't... They don't have a description of it on their website. I think it was one of the specialty brews. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Apparently they're experimenting a lot with passion fruit because they've got a Mm -hmm. passion fruit hard seltzer on their website right now. Yeah. And we've had, of course, the triple P simplexity that I talked about. Well, this one was second to the triple P that I loved from your flight that we tried to get a growler of and couldn't. Mm -hmm. This was second because that passion fruit flavor and like beer mosa. And just think about the title and what it might be that you have a mimosa and a beer and passion fruit flavor. So, I it, it packed a punch, not quite as high a punch as the fat guy in a little oat that I had, but it was very tasty. And the notes I have is that it was sweet, but it wasn't so thick that it just it didn't have it didn't weigh you down. Like you could still have this with a meal and be okay. Their beers are so good. They, I, I'm really glad we made it all the way down there in spite of the gas-hungry car. <laughs> the gas-hungry car. I want to get down there and I want to try some of their hard soda and hard seltzer that they have. I'm curious about those. It's interesting to see so many breweries jumping on that bandwagon, but it's nice to see that they're, that some places are experimenting with more flavor, less flavor, or flavorings to... to a variety. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I'd be willing to check those out as well. You're even though it's miles and miles down the road. Can well, the Jeep handle it? it? Oh, it can handle it. I just don't know if I can handle it. You can handle it. We can handle it. Now they actually had some other core beers there that were really interesting, but for the brew. Because we had to drive, we only limited ourselves to one flight mm-hmm. and we didn't want to overdo it. Had to pace ourselves. So We'll get back down there again. Yeah, we'll have we'll have more of what they have to offer because it's such a cute space. They have a variety of food on site with the food trucks, and I want to try the taco place next door. That taco place next door it was good. booming busy. It, yeah, it and looked good. We've heard good things about it, and it's just it's a cool space that I wouldn't mind spending an afternoon with you with friends, just kicking back and just that feels like summer vacation to me. Absolutely. So, well. Now that we've covered the running, the eating, and the drinking, you yeah. know what time that you know what time it is. 
Time to wrap it up, I guess. It's another episode in the can of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. What do we have coming up next week? Next week, we have more updates. We are we, we may have some announcements that we have decided on some live races, or we might have a live race we've run ourselves, a preview of some virtuals. Who knows? Who Stay knows? tuned. I know the upcoming, coming up in the week, we upcoming in the week? Coming <laughs> up in the week, we are going to be showing off some swag that we got on our social yes. media channels yes, yes, yes. that arrived in the mail. And we hope that you guys can join us. Don't forget that we do uh, daily coffee chat with Amy during the week. We do a Wednesday evening beer chat with us from the Big Red Couch. <laughs> and... And inside the studio, too. And inside the studio. But, you know, that's on Instagram at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern here on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. So we hope that you guys will join us for those as well. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's just an excuse to tune out the world for an hour and come hang out with friends. Yeah. And we're talking with you guys. We're asking questions, answering questions, just screwing around and having fun. Screwing around. Yeah, we really are. I'd like to say that there's a there's not a there's no plan there. No. So just to have some fun and hang out with everybody that virtually. Absolutely. So but if you guys could, if you would do us a favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. We got a review last week. Somebody, yes, somebody some of you listened. Have. Some of you have actually done it. And it and, helped us so much. And it is titled Inspirational Podcast. Aww. I'm so glad I found this podcast. I love listening to Amy and Dana sharing their experiences and adventures in running, plus the food and drinks that go with it. It makes me feel like I'm not alone at the back of the pack and keeps me training for the next run. It's perfect podcast to listen to while I run, commute, or just relax at home. And that's Dawn. Dawn, also known as Dawn B. Disney. Yeah. So thank you, Dawn. I I don't know that 100%, but I think it is. I believe, based on what I'm seeing of the username there, that that must be. So I think it's you. So if we're right. Thank you. A little rating and review like that goes so far in helping us get discovered on Apple Podcasts. It's and we, true. we really would appreciate it if you take a minute, head over there and do that. It's a great free way to support the show and help the Runcation Nation grow. Thank you so much for listening this week. And thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you might be. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe. And well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.